0: Hello, my loves. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome, welcome to What's the Tea Podcast. If you've been here before, welcome back. Jesse Rose and I are so grateful to be sharing this space with you. Before we dive into the episode, I would like to invite you to pause here and make yourself an intentional cup of tea and find a cozy spot to relax while you dive into this episode. If you don't have the time to do this right now, I really encourage you to set some time aside to do so. It's really important to make sure we have time to slow down and come into parasympathetic mode in order to support and nourish our mind, body, and soul. We will hear more about the importance of this from our guest on this episode, Melanie from Root to Rise Wellness. Melanie is a community herbalist, certified holistic health coach, and flower essence practitioner. Her official plant learning began seven years ago in a life-changing experience at Israel Herb School. In the holy land where david beat goliath melanie lived for five months in a refurbished chicken coop with strangers no internet and surrounded by fields and hills of beautiful plants she continued to study herbal medicine and spirit medicine from various teachers in colorado connecticut costa rica and new york melanie's travels have given her a broad base for understanding plants from different teacher perspectives which all culminated in her founding route to Rise Wellness, connect people of all ages to their roots, to nature and healthy practices through conscious community. Melanie draws from knowledge gained from her health coaching certification at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and Flower Essence Training to get to the root of people's health issues and offer solutions through education and one-on-one consultations through her Gut Revive program. She uses holistic modalities, tapping into energy medicine, Ayurvedic practices, mind-body work, flower essences, plant medicine, supplement suggestions, and teaches her clients how to tap into their body's wisdom to be their own healers. Melanie attracts clients ready to work through issues and unhealthy patterns to feel well and lead vibrant lives. She believes it is her purpose to teach the wonders of the plant world and nature's solutions to everyday problems and chronic conditions. She is honored to be spreading plant magic to the conscious, herb-loving community. Melanie also has her master's from Columbia as a bilingual speech therapist which she uses to practice pediatric speech and feeding therapy. She helps parents of picky eaters and teaches kids about plants in her herbalicious kids classes. In this episode, Melanie, Jessie, Rose, and I discuss tuning into your body, listening, and making choices based off of what feels best for you and your body, gut health, the nervous system, and the vagus nerve, energy medicine, Ayurveda, the three doshas, flower essences, and so much more. Melanie offers free leaky gut starter kit and tips to improve digestion for everyone when you sign up for her newsletter at root2risewellness.org. She also offers resources on flower essences and the doshas. You can find these links in the show notes. As always, I would like to remind you that Jesse, Rose, Melanie, and I are not doctors. The information shared in this episode is for educational purposes and is based on our experience and experience of others we have talked or worked with. If you're interested in using natural ways of healing, you should always talk with with a medical professional before making any changes. And lastly, before we dive into this episode, I have an offering for you of 11% off my rooted tincture with the code grounded11. The link is in the show notes. This tincture features wood betony, an underused yet very powerful herb that Melanie mentioned she wishes she had in her cup of tea. This is an herb that I use regularly. In the form of the rooted tincture, but also in my personal tea blends, to really help me move upward and e- outward energy that might be keeping me stuck in my head to move it downward in order to help ground and come into the present moment, wood betony is neutral to cooling and drying it nourishes and supports the nervous system it 's slightly relaxing, eases tension and feelings of nervousness, has mild effects, making it work best over long periods of time can aid in digestion, especially with issues that are related to the Autonomic nervous system, such as loss of appetite from nervousness. Promotes wound healing, including in the digestive system. Helps to calm overdriven pitta, which is one of the doshas that Melanie discusses in this episode. And helps with dampness. It helps vata, another dosha, by promoting downward movement to ground and anchor vital force and reconnect with the body. And supports digestion with kapha, the last of the doshas and so much more. So make sure to check out The Rooted Tincture at barefootandbarefoot.com and feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about it. Oh, and one more thing. We have created a blog post for each episode with a lot of information that was discussed in the episode and some other information, and it's great for you to refer back to if you found some things in the show that you were really interested in and don't want to, you know, go through the whole show and try and figure that out. So you can find that link in the show notes as well. Okay, this is getting long, so let's dive into the episode. Hello,
1: friends, and welcome back to What's the Tea?
0: Hello, hello. Welcome back. Um, We're here today with another guest, Melanie. Uh, Melanie is from rit to rise Wellness, and she's going to be sharing some of what she does with us today. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you,
2: guys. great to be
0: here.
1: It's so great to have you, to have our second guest on
0: the podcast. We're really excited. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, so Melanie and Jesse were just talking about um, some overlap that they have when it comes to their education. Did you guys want to share at all?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I listened to the first show when Jesse had mentioned that she was learning at TwinStar. Um, and that is in Connecticut. And I used to live there. And I also was an apprentice there. I completed a six-month apprenticeship and took some of their classes. Um, and I also did my flower essence practitioner training uh, with Lupo, the director of TwinStar in uh, Costa Rica.
0: Mm-hmm. Really exciting. Um, yeah, we're going to get into flower. Too, but Jesse, did you want to add anything like with Twinstar there before we like introduce Melanie and what she does?
1: Yeah, I'm just so glad that we have that overlap, and I think it's really beautiful how. At Twin Star, there's just so many different paths that you can take and kind of different, you know, realms of work and working with the plants and working with astrology and working with nature. So I think it's just really beautiful, all of the different paths that we can just take in, in herbalism in general, um, but then to be like have studied at the same place, but kind of maybe have had different experiences is really, really lovely. And I would love to do the Flower Essence Practitioner someday. Yeah. <laughs> on my goals.
0: My goals. so. Me too. Me too. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: So Melanie, do you want to tell us a little bit about
2: yourself and what you do? Sure. So um, I basically started Rootarize Wellness during the pandemic to help people connect with nature and their roots and just healthy practices through what I call conscious community. And um, what I mean by that is people who have an interest and want to be more connected to, you know, the basics, nature, what's organic, what's natural, natural approaches to healing. Um, Because I feel like, you know, we've just as a species have gotten disconnected over the years. with our fast-paced life and just, you know, just thinking that food has to be in a plastic bag and have a sticker on it, you know, to be considered food. Um, and it wasn't long ago that our ancestors were out there gathering plants. So I, I really like to connect people back to that. Um, I will say that, you know, conventional medicine definitely has its place. And I definitely you know, you do use it at times, but I almost always kind of look to what's natural to support first. Um, And I also, um, I'm a certified holistic health coach. And I help people with irritable bowel kind of understand their bodies to digest food with ease. Um, So what I do is mostly consultations and classes. So super passionate about education and teaching people modalities to help themselves and, uh, helping people individually through consultations. Uh, and I use a variety of techniques and strategies to do that. Uh, and I guess I should tell you how I kind of started, uh, down this path or what has gotten my interest in this. Um, So uh, basically, I, I have got a lot of gut issues. (laughs) And so, you know, just trying to help myself a lot for for many years, and just looking at different modalities, and what can help me uh, has led me down the path of natural medicine, and just learning more and more about ways I can help myself. And now I just feel empowered to share that with with others and share, you know, share the magic.
0: Yeah, that's great. I feel like um, a lot of people have gut issues these days and it makes sense, as you were saying, we've become so disconnected from like what we should be eating and putting in our bodies and where our food comes from and just getting everything in these packages. And we're losing a lot of like uh, phytonutrients and probiotics. I'm sure that's something Mm -hmm. that we can talk about in a little bit, Uh, Mm -hmm. but probiotics in our diet and prebiotics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and That can lead to a lot of gut issues. So yeah, I'm sure you can help walk us through some um, some different maybe food sources that would be beneficial for gut health and whatnot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm glad you realize the importance of it. It's um, yeah, it's really huge, and 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 I am happy to you know use food sources and natural medicine to help, and then also you know, there's this huge component of the nervous system, too, and uh, not just taking plants or not just um, eating the right foods, but also figuring out how to stay in balance and grounded, right, with all the craziness out there. So um, that's definitely something I also do and use with clients
1: lovely to get to hear more about your work, Melanie. And I just want to say first, thank you for the work that you're doing, connecting people, you know, back to nature and back to just like, it sounds like this really more wholesome way of living. Um, And yeah, I really love the whole concept of bringing and, and having a conversation around our gut health. I think it's so important. Um, yeah, I, I think many of us could benefit from having a conversation like that and also taking into consideration that there are so many layers of that. So I really like how you were speaking about, um, you not only utilizing the plants to help us and, and support us through our lives, but, really these lifestyle changes that need to happen if we want to live a sustainable life and, you know, really be vibrating with vitality and, and beautiful energy.
0: Yeah. I think it's important um, going back to what you're saying about the nervous system to recognize, I mean, I think a lot of us recognize this, but sometimes maybe we're not thinking about as much as we should, but how much stress impacts the body in all different ways. And it definitely does um, affect mm-hmm. our digestion. Yeah. Um, yeah, so do you wanna talk a little bit more about that part, Melanie, the nervous system?
2: Sure. Um, so there's a lot of things that I like to teach clients and and teach in workshops that re- in regards to the nervous system. And one of them is the power of energy medicine. I don't know if you guys have heard of energy medicine, um, but basically, uh, you know, we're composed of energy. We're energetic beings and we have these meridians that run through us. Um, which is used in lots of healing modalities, like acupuncture and reflexology. And, you know, like they'll put a needle, for example, like in your leg, and they'll say, Oh, you know, that that's helping your liver. And you're like, Well, that's not where my liver is, right. But it's because we're made up of all this energy. Um, and so it's awesome to seek out healers, uh, you know, like that to, to, to help us our, ourselves. However, what I really love is to just teach people how to use their own hands and to use acupressure points and to move energy, you know, through movement and through with their own hands, massaging areas or tapping on areas to help activate, you know, areas that may be sluggish. Um, So energy medicine I find to be really powerful both for a grounding and balancing um, the nervous system and therefore, you know, also healing the gut. So
0: I know that um, one form of working with energy is Qigong. Um, yeah. Is it, is this, sorry, is that one of the practices that you might work with, with someone or other like more specific, like um, I guess what kind of like, Are you taking, um, your practices from like traditional Chinese medicine or Ayurveda or right. Where do they come from for you?
2: So, um, I grab and use so much. I use concepts from Ayurveda or ancient, um, Indian wisdom. Um, I use concepts from Qigong. I use concepts from, uh, Chinese medicine. So, uh, my teachers for energy medicine specifically have been Dr. Melanie Smith and uh, Donna Eden, and they're very well known in the energy world. And um, basically, I, well, maybe I can actually just tell you one thing you can do. I know you can't see me, so it's a little bit hard. I usually show (laughs) this to clients like through videos um, or, you know, or through Zoom sessions where they can see me. But if you take your middle fingers and you put them in this notch behind your ear there's like a hollow notch and there's a lot of energy that runs through the middle finger it's actually called the power finger and um the vagus nerve passes through uh it goes down you know our your neck and around your ears into your ears and the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve and it is hugely important it innervates uh, almost all our organ systems and many of us um, have a vagus nerve that is not toned we could say that basically we're just in a fight or flight state too much and not in like that rest and digest enough uh, and by putting your middle fingers in that notch behind your ears you're having a direct access point to your vagus nerve And so I tell clients um, to take their, their middle fingers, put them in that notch, and then just do things like saying an ah sound. And this is great for TMJ too, or any of that kind of like tight jaw clenching action. But saying an ah sound or humming, or even doing an ohm sound that activates the back of the throat where the vagus nerve passes through, so this is like such a simple thing. And I will tell you that like, there are many times, you know, in life where I get stressed out and I'll be like driving with one hand on the wheel and have my finger behind my ear <laughs> and like totally like trying to calm myself down, um, you know, doing this. And it's it's really nice. It's really powerful. And it's so simple, right? And it's just using your own hands, touching um, you know, an energy meridian touching, touching the vagus nerve notch. And it's just, a yeah, it's called the peacemaker.
0: Oh, that's really cool. I like that name. Um, when you're doing that, do you put any pressure there?
2: You don't have to press hard. It's, it's just, it, it you know, you're not, I'm not like pr- pressing hard, but you know, I am touching it with a, a little bit, but, but you don't have to at all press hard. So almost um, just kind of like relaxing your fingers into. Yes, you can say that. Like relaxing your fingers into. And I actually take my hands and drape them on my neck so that I'm also holding my neck because the vagus nerve has activation points that go through go through the neck. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean that's just one totally simple thing that will calm and ground a person and and help their vagus nerve um, to be able to digest food and all the actions that it does. It's it's really awesome. I love energy medicine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I started doing some body tapping and I've really enjoyed that. I don't know like much about it. I just it was recommended by someone um, that I was working with, and I started doing it, and it really helped to like release energy. Do you know yes. much about the body tapping?
2: Yeah, so if you're, are you referring to emotional freedom tapping, EFT?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be what it is. I start in my chest and just, like, keep tapping around, and then I, like, start to move wherever I really feel like I need it. Um, so,
2: yeah, that's, that's not necessarily EFT. That's emotional freedom tapping, where you're tapping on acupressure points, and you're basically um, saying, like, affirmations uh, related to an issue that you may have, and you kind of move the... You you let you allow yourself to feel some of that negative kind of emotions that we love to push away. And then you allow yourself to tap out the positive. So it's similar. But what you're talking about is just, yeah, like just, just tapping on the body for sure. So um, through my training, I've learned on specific points, um, you know, to tap on. But I love the idea of just going with your intuition, like you're saying, and just tapping on. Because our bodies, they what I like to empower people to realize is that our bodies will naturally guide us to do a lot of the things that we need. Mm -hmm. Um, And just as an example, I love to scratch my my arm (laughs) like a cat, like I love, I, I don't know why, I just loved it to do this. And then when I was sitting in this Vegas nerve course, the teacher was telling us to take a fork, a silver, It has to be a stainless steel fork and basically, like, scratch ourselves. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing that for years just with my hand, you know, not realizing that that is a way to calm my nervous system. And that's what my body has been asking for.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. the body always knows. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jesse, did you have anything you wanted to chime
1: in about yeah I love the conversation about the vagus nerve and bringing some awareness to that so we can just like yeah settle into our parasympathetic nervous system I know we've yeah I would love to like dive a little deeper into that and if you recommend any certain so I know like there's different ways that we can activate the vagus nerve and I think it's um, so beautiful that in Latin it translates to wanderer and I think it's I like to just kind of hold that concept in my mind anytime I'm like kind of thinking about the vagus nerve and just how connected it is to so many different organs and spaces in our body. Uh, And yes, so I know that there's like a few, you know, different ways that we can really activate it. But I was wondering if you had any like particular hums or chants or ways and tools that you really like to Work with that to calm yourself down. I know you mentioned that one um, back of your head, but if you had any other,
2: I really like yeah.
1: more of like the, I'm like, I feel like I want to hear more like sound kind of stuff. Yeah. i like, like feeling called to that. <laughs> so,
2: I right know. For sure. So I, I like to sing, but you don't have to have a great voice to like do this. It's just about letting things out. It could be a sigh, it could be a moan, mm. uh, it could be um, laughter. Um, It could be all of that humming, you know, hum while you cook, you know, that's totally getting your body ready to digest food and, and it's getting your vagus nerve activated. I do, I do like to chant. I, I do, uh, I chant uh, like Sanskrit chants that have different sort of messages. um, Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I just really love them. Do you have to do that? No. But, you know, if, if that's what, um, you know, you're attracted to for sure. It's really just about also individuality. Um, some natural things you can do to activate the vagus nerve, for example, is like sleeping on your right side. I don't know if you guys hmm. do, do you sleep on your back? <laughs> I usually sleep on my stomach. No. Yeah. So the back is the worst one for the vagus nerve, and I have really? to like that one. But yeah, so the they've oh, wow. done studies to show that the uh, sleeping on your right side is most activated like the vagus nerve likes out the best so it's it's just kind of interesting isn't it that wow. is
0: but I've also heard that sleeping on the left side helps with digestion
1: me too
2: yeah, interesting. <laughs> um so which one should we go for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Depends you know, on what we need, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I mean, some of it can be intuition. I notice sometimes if I switch sides, you know, it helps me. I mean, sorry to talk about this, but helps me relieve gas. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah. but the vagus nerve does does like the right side. And in Ayurveda, they also talk about like after you eat. To actually like lie on your right side a little bit to let the food. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, to let let the food kind of uh, digest. And now that I think about it, I'm also a speech therapist, which I I didn't mention. And um, you know, as a speech therapist, we do feeding therapy sometimes. So people have difficulty swallowing, which is connected for sure to the vagus nerve. And um, sometimes. We use sideline positions for, for people who have trouble getting the food down, like initiating the swallow reflex. So I don't know, yeah. that kind of just came to my mind. <laughs> That's interesting. That, wow. Yeah, that connection. But um, yeah, so there's a lot of things you can do. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of this one, but gargling, mm-hmm. like in, until you tear up. it's actually really great for the vagus nerve um yeah i mean we can go on and on about things that are great for the vagus nerve but what i would say is the vagus nerve likes when you're chill right so Mm -hmm. it's it's whatever makes you enjoy life if it's qigong it could be yoga it could be dancing it could be um a walk in nature it could be um what they call earthing (laughs) you know just like Mm -hmm. which is Code for getting on the grass with your bare foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's so many things. Mm-hmm. What do you guys like to do for? Kind of a little bit of all of those. Um,
0: we yep. actually, um, now that I'm saying this, I don't know exactly if this podcast that we recorded will come out before or after this one with you, Melanie. But um, Jesse and I have talked about the Earth thing in a podcast before, and that's one of my favorite ways. Um. To get into my um, parasympathetic mode, I—that's actually where like part of my business name came from as well. So it's, it's a huge right. thing with me. yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, and then also, yeah, getting out in nature in general, yoga, qigong, all of those things. Um, even just sometimes like sitting down with a book or, you know, it's yeah, it's really whatever relaxes you. What about you, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I would say similar. Um, and yeah, it's episode two that will be all about grounding medicine. Okay, cool. Yeah. We totally (laughs) will be already released. (laughs) Yeah. The barefoot (laughs) theme is being threaded through, which is our dream come true (laughs) because we're like, can we just bring back the barefoot for like everyone for life, please? Um, (laughs) well,
2: I have something, um, that I think you're really going to like being that you like the barefoot thing. Um, So, you know, I, well, I guess you don't live, Michaela, you don't live in a very, very cold climate anymore, but Jesse, you live in Connecticut, right? Yes. So, you know, sometimes you can't like have, you know, it wouldn't be good, for example, if snow was on the grass. There are certain times (laughs) when being (laughs) barefoot isn't, you know, possible. It it could be that it's too cold out or it could be, um, you know, that you're stuck in an office. So I have a little trick for y'all. um you ready for this yes very ready (laughs) (laughs) all right so you need a stainless steel spoon and it does have to be stainless steel and you basically just rub the stainless steel spoon on the bottom of your foot and you know i hope i'm getting these polarities correct but i think the earth has a north polarity and your foot has a south polarity i think that's right it could be vice versa but the point is opposite polarities and you basically can get yourself grounded by doing it with there's something with the stainless steel, uh something with that quality and your foot that it just works. It helps yeah. you. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I'm
2: gonna try that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, so when it. in doubt, like it's not gonna hurt you, right? So why not just try it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's a perfect um, little practice and tip. Thank you for sharing, especially you know. Yeah, we we come from all walks of life, and some of us aren't as fortunate as others to be as barefoot as we probably should be. So I, I like
0: that I, little pun there. Did you intend that, Jessica?
1: No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all walks of life.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I heard too. I think that cold stimulates the vagus nerve. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it it does. Cold
2: therapy. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's not my favorite way. I Mm -hmm. try. I really do. I'm like, okay, cold shower. You know, I try to end the shower with cold water, but, um, it's, it's not my favorite way, but it's definitely yeah. a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. And I love that you are very intuitive with what feels right for you, you know, and I mm-hmm. am happy that you are encouraging that for other people as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: it's, like, just really about giving people permission to explore, yeah, mm-hmm. what, what is really going to support them and, like, yeah, hold mm-hmm. them in. So exactly. thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And and I, I agree. I'm not like the best with cold. So I Me try, either. but I don't like force it. I'm like, I'm, I my body is like, already kind of cold. And I, I have like a mm-hmm. lot of vata. Me too. Mm-hmm. So Me like, too. All of us
0: work. here. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than,
1: yeah. Yeah. Be cool. So, yeah. we mentioned Ayurveda a few times. So, I didn't know if you wanted to share a little bit about what Ayurveda is and how maybe you work with that um, with your clients, or if you have like a favorite kind of way you work with Ayurveda.
2: Yeah. So, Ayurveda is an ancient wisdom. Uh, it's like 5,000 years old from India, and it's really actually complex. There's so many facets of it. Um, as many different areas of specialization, but like the main concept is that when we live in balance with our unique beings um, and our unique selves, that toxins won't build up, you know, and it draws on the importance of routine and balance and bio-individuality and that we're all unique. Um, And so I like to incorporate some of that wisdom in my coaching and I do sometimes teach very introductory, very beginner-like classes about the the doshas, or um, you know, the Ayurveda is based on the concept that we, based on our um, physicality, the way we handle things emotionally, and the way we think, you know, we get kind of grouped into these categories, um, and we come into the world with them, and then you know life happens (laughs) and then it's all about staying in balance um but there is a lot of individuality within that and I, i i really love a lot of the concepts of it and because i work with people individually it really is tailored to like what they need so for example This is just a little small example. Um, I have a a YouTube video on this on my channel, which is, you know, I recommend people to drink um, lemon water in the morning, right? Um, But if you are of a vata energy, um, you know, you can be okay, for example, with lemon water, but pitta energy, which is more of that like fiery kind of constitution does better with lime
0: Oh, mm-hmm. so what if you're pitta vata, but your vata is in excess? I'm speaking about myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so tell me again. So your pitta vata. Wait, vata, But I have excess vata. vata right now. Excess vata. So then you want to do things like do practices and eat foods that decrease vata and, um, a- a- and basically put you in balance. And there's like a whole slew... Of- they take all the foods and they put them in all these categories and, and (laughs) there's a whole, it's so complicated. There's like a lot you can do. Um, But for, for something like that, I would also go with intuition, like try one, let's say, for example, since we're using the lime water example, try lemon water and see how you feel and then try lime water and what feels also just better in your body. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's really about tuning into yourself Um, but for, for that, I would, for example, focus on eating more like grounding foods, more like root vegetables and less like like salads and, you know, airy kind of foods, for example. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. Um, there's another question I had with that, but I lost it right now. Hmm. Do you um feel comfortable sharing a little bit about each of the constitutions
2: sure vata is more of like the person that well it's me okay and you (laughs) and it's all of us and me Um, (laughs) yeah basically you're just in your head a lot (laughs) um and you know your brain is constantly going and maybe a, a vata energy person would be a person who Loves to learn and is kind of like learning one modality, one technique, and then another one and then off to another one, but gets really excited about, you know, all the things that they're excited about (laughs) and, and, and just really like air, like if you want to correlate it to an insect or an animal, think of like, you know, the busy bee or the busy hummingbird, right? Just like always buzzing around. Um. And so things that are grounding and pacifying and relaxing. So an exercise for a vata person would be like going for a walk or doing like nice hatha yoga. Um, But if you're a pitta, fiery energy, (laughs) um, you have too, Michaela. Um, That would be a person who um, has a little bit of water but a lot of fire. So that person can maybe handle something like going for a run. Or um, maybe, um, you know, sweating out toxins in, you know, a sauna or, um, you know, maybe they're, since they're so hot and fiery, maybe they need some cooling foods like cilantro uh, or, or uh, celery, you know, things that are watery and cooling. Um, And believe me, this is like a two hour class. So I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) I'm summing it up in very short, you know, language and then a kappa energy that's kind of like the really earthy energy so think of like your your teeth and your bones like that earth energy um that and and we haven't even talked about physicality which we'll just skip that for now um (laughs) be a forever but that that kind of energy is like slow to get going but like once they get going they're good right but they're slow to get going and and a COPPA person can, when they're out of balance could be, you know, stubborn. stubborn ways. And if you're thinking of like a friend or a spouse and you, you probably know, it's easy to start to think about people yeah. and be like, oh, I know what they are. <laughs> Um, But it it honestly is really helpful to know about the doshas. You don't want to get too trapped into, you know, pigeonholing someone into a category. But sometimes it's super helpful in understanding people and understanding ourselves. So that's the kind of tool I use it for. If you go to my website under free resources, um, there is a a quiz you can take to figure out which dosha you are.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to ask that, where people could go. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Yeah, and then what I do is I help people to know what foods and exercises and all of that is best for for them after you know f- figuring out what the, what what they are. And when you complete it, so you want to think about how you were mostly in your life up to let's say the age of like twenty one, because um, that would be your what's called your pre But then your your vic Rudy is what what changes basically because of life. So like you're saying how your doshas have changed, right? Michaela and how you're, Mm -hmm. you're in excess or whatever. So that would be, um, what's changing, but we come into this world with like a set way that we are, and then it changes depending on, you know, life. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was great. I think that was a lot of information. That's like, easily digestible so like a good spot for people to start if they haven't dove into this yet so thank you for Mm -hmm. all of that
1: yeah definitely and I think it's a really lovely lens to be through and yeah I think you're you're spot on Melanie saying that like it's you know yeah there's many many different ways we can look but this is a nice kind of way that we can look and Mm -hmm. help and yeah, look within ourselves, too. And I'm really glad that it was funny because I've been thinking for the past few days, like or even like last week, too, I was like, I really want to talk about constitutions on the podcast. <laughs> like, and I was just feeling really called to share because I know the importance of that and I know how it can really support us you know, and how there's so many practices out there, there's so many diets, there's so many, like, rituals and ways that we can do everything. And I think sometimes it's really helpful to call upon these more ancient traditions and how they kind of saw the body and the mind and the spirit and, um, yeah, seeing, you know, if that works for you, if that feels good. And so, yeah, I... My cup today, too, is centered around like kind of like my constitution and what I felt like I needed Mm. with me. So that was really cool that we like had this conversation. I've been wanting to have it.
0: And yeah, so
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. I also want to add that I think that um, you can see like we've talked a little bit about astrology. On some of the episodes and it's like a really trendy thing right now talking about like what's your sign, but you can also see some parallels between um the doshas and astrological signs. So if anybody oh, yeah. listening into astrology, this might be another avenue to look if you're looking for different ways to understand yourself and how you interact with the the world. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jesse, do you want to share what's in your cup and then we can go into Melanie's and so on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And you so, said your vata?
1: Yeah, so okay. I, um, yeah, just like you, MK. So I have my vata and excess and uh, pizza, and I have, you know, I can really use support in balancing more of that earth watery kind of energy. Um, And two, I think it's and uh, Seja Popham talks about this, how like your physiological self can have a different kind of constitution than your psychological
2: Mm -hmm.
1: body Mm -hmm. and self. So, um, yeah, he was just kind of really saying that, like, you can totally be like you know, this in your body, you know, so you might have more pitta in your body, but in your, you know, your, your mind Mm -hmm. might be a little bit more vata or so on. So Mm -hmm. roughly speaking, I would say I'm, yeah, primarily excess of vata. So vata, and maybe Melanie, you can help me with this, Mm -hmm. but I believe it's a dry and cold, um, environment. So typically like I feel like I need more moistening and like more help warming up, um, yes. to kind of like support. Yeah. My constitution. I've been feeling like really, really dry in my body. Like even like behind my eyes, I'm like, Ooh, like I need some moistening herbs. And so I chose licorice root Um, and MK, we've talked about licorice root as well Mm -hmm. and how it has a neutral, um, kind of that like neutral moistening energy. So that's good. It's not too cooling for me, so um, I wouldn't typically really call on like maybe some herbs that are a little bit more moistening and cooling so I'm looking for Mm -hmm. ones that are going to like warm me up a little bit more Mm -hmm. so um, I also have marshmallow root in here Mm, that's
2: what I was thinking for you
1: oh yay (laughs) (laughs) I've been like really calling on marshmallow root lately I'm like I need you Mm -hmm. and I heard it's really really great for that vata constitution given yes you know given it's good for that individual human but um, yeah so then I also have rose hips in here I added some ginger warm me up a little as well and some maca so maca um, I really also wanted like some adaptogens in here so it's kind of Mm -hmm. like as I go on you'll notice the thread of the adaptogens and trying to kind of calm myself down as well Mm -hmm. kind of settle myself um mm-hmm. so I also have cordyceps in here mm. G, and although it's kind of funny because like the ma- the maca and the cordyceps can kind of give us energy but I don't yeah. feel like that kind of jittery energy from those mm-hmm.
0: um yeah it seems did energy yeah that makes yeah. sense because where you're using maca root and then cordyceps is a mushroom and mushrooms can be very grounding so mhm
1: yeah and then oh a little bit of cinnamon too which i heard is also great for a vata constitution
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's all it's all warming yeah
1: yeah and oh i added a violet flower flower essence oh yes
2: let's lead into that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um and then the luthero root i put a little extract because i'm wow Um, girl
2: that's a hefty little tea there i know (laughs) i um that's uh yeah i just wanted to mention that um you know vata energy is is uh the season that goes with vata is winter and so we're stepping into winter and more vata energy so it makes sense that y'all would need to uh, yeah, do some vata nourishing because we're like yeah. bit into vata time. And vatas also tend to have a lot of gas and bloating and digestive issues when out of balance. So Ooh. the marshmallow root, perfect, licorice, perfect. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think your tea is just so intuitive. Wow. Aww. Yeah, I really love
1: it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I've been feeling like some just kind of heaviness on my heart so that's kind of why i wanted to add the um rishi as well mm. kind of for the affinity with the heart and just the nurturing kind of energy and then the violet too like such a calming little blissful being like i just love violets so much
2: <laughs> violets too
1: yeah and the um the little saying on the bottle is comfort and contentment with oneself and the sweet stillness of being. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really just wanted to kind of yeah, have that like inward stillness kind of feeling. Um, just like this coziness, this support, mm-hmm. this like nourishment. So yeah. Speaking to me. Aw,
2: yeah, I think I believe Violet is the one that is um also great for people who are, are really shy mm-hmm. that makes sense because it was um
0: comfort and contentment with the self mm-hmm. so that can help with like any like um feelings of not being able to kind of express yourself where that shyness might come in mm-hmm. kind of honing into yourself and then you can express yourself after mm-hmm. really nice
1: yeah coming into that deeper communication with yourself and So beautiful. So Melanie, oh, I know, I guess we'll, we should start with the, the, what's in our Mm -hmm. tea. um, yeah, do you want to share anything else on flower essences while we're on the topic?
2: You know, I'd like (laughs) to talk about flower essences kind of like in conjunction because some of the essences, uh, I could just mention a few that would pair well with like the tea and the Concept of what I'm having. Okay, that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. So in my tea, I have, or oh, well, shoot, you want to ask me first, what do you have in your tea? Sorry. <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> have in your tea, Melanie. <laughs> Jump.
0: Yeah, whenever you're ready, go ahead.
2: Oh, okay. So yeah, in my tea, um, I am, okay so i needed something to relax i'm going through a very hard time um admittedly i am in the process of moving and i have to be out of my place in about two weeks and i don't have a place to move into yet um so you can imagine kind of like the stress of all that so my tea is uh chamomile (laughs) um philip um sorry matricaria rissutita and you know, chamomile, we all know chamomile, right? But chamomile is known to be kind of like this mild sedative and relaxing herb. But, you know, when used properly, it could be pretty powerful. It has anti-inflammatory pro- properties and it's relaxing. And it's even a great bitter stimulant. Uh, people don't know that. But I, when I lived in Israel and I started my herbal training, I um, we would have, you know, wild chamomile growing in the fields where David beat Goliath. And, um, you know, you could like just pick a chamomile and just chew on it and you'd be like, wow, that's bitter. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I have it more here for its anti-spasmodic and relaxing effects for my gut. Um, and also, you know, for my, my emotions, uh, it is in the evening where I am right now. So it's fitting. Um, and then with that, I also have Maria, Meadowsweet. Love Meadowsweet. <laughs> uh, I just, what, was, what were you going to say?
1: Oh, sorry. We haven't talked about Meadowsweet. Yeah, I was
2: thinking that too. So, yeah, I mean, the reason I love Meadowsweet is because I have, you know, gut issues and Meadowsweet has an affinity for the gut. It has salicylic acid in it, so obviously, if you have some sensitivities to aspirin, this wouldn't be the plant for you, um, because that compound is in aspirin. Um, But it it's basically really great for for any kind of gut kind of spasmodic issues or indiscriminate. Like you just have gut pain, you don't know why. It settles the stomach and it's a natural antacid. And I tend to have acid reflux as well, so. I like it. It's great if you're experiencing pain, any kind of pain, really like muscle pain, headaches, Um, it's anti-inflammatory. And so um, I have, I have that one. Um, Again, working on the gut and my nervous system. I think it's also a a little bit of a relaxing herb for me. And then what else do I have in here? Oh, a little bit of our friend lavender. Mm Lavender. Um, again, for kind of needing to shellax a little bit, but, you know, lavender is also really great for people who have kind of like colitis or, um, kind of spasmodic stomach issues. Maybe somebody who like needs to run to the bathroom following a meal. Um, I, um, it's, it's also really good for people who have SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, I find. So uh, I just, you know, for relaxation and for calming the stomach. So, so related. And then I kind of topped it off with a little bit of verbena hastata, a blue vervain glycerate, which I know Michaela will appreciate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, and I I learned actually, uh, when I trained with seven song an herbalist in New York, he kind of taught us that blue vervain is great for people with pitta, a fire like ink. And I also learned from Thomas Easley herbalist in North Carolina that like that fiery energy, um, is great. Uh, that that plant is great for that. Um, and when a person has, is like stressed out for a particular reason, which would be a, a kind of like a pizza characteristic, like, like me needing to solve my problem of where the heck I'm going to live, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just great for anger issues, which I have and, um, it has a lot of other great, you know, great for pain and, and muscle tension. I would actually pair. Lou Vervain I think would go really awesome with like a dandelion flower essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like dandelion flower essence is great for people who work too hard. <laughs> mm, I feel like mm-hmm. that's uh, very much needed in our society today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like that as a dandelion flower essence pairs well with blue vervain. Um, and I, um, the overactive mind, which is me <laughs> and also <laughs> a lot of what this tea is about, like calming, calming thoughts. Um, white chestnut would be a great pairing as well. Um, that's for racing mind, overactive mind kind of thing. And um, so a plant that I wish I had in this tea, which I don't, um, I'm out of it. It would be a wood betony.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually want to thread something into that as well. Um, I took a note on this before when Jesse said cinnamon because it reminded me and I was actually going to do like a little recording over um, this, but I guess I'll share now Um, with wood betony. When we were talking about the vata, um, one of my tinctures was made really specifically for the vata constitution Mm -hmm. and it includes wood betony and of Popham had a really great um, wow. Um, oh, Materia Medica. I forgot what that was called for a second. Wow. um On wood, Bethany, about mm-hmm. how good it is for Vata and for those overthinking yeah. thoughts, like you were just saying. So I just wanted to share that
2: really quick. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great for overthinking and great for spasmodic stomach issues. So it's great for the gut and the nerves. And I love that it does that similarly to like to lavender, which also works on the gut and the nerves and and chamomile. So I really like these plants that kind of like work on more than one system.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really good because there's a lot of times a correlation between like anxiety and gut issues.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> so if you're someone who experiences both of those, then you, you have a few herbal allies that can um, feed two birds with one scone as one of my old managers used to say. Oh, I like that saying. Me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, with Benny, I wasn't very familiar with it until I found sage of poppy, and then I started using mm-hmm. it, and it's worked wonders for me with my excess vata. So it's a under Popham.
2: it's an underused herb, and it's mm-hmm. a very big favorite of like Thomas Easley and Seven Song, and like some of these bigger herbalists. But but it's definitely like under underused. The little steakies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Did you have
0: anything else in your cup? Was that all that was in there? That's all that's in my cup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk any more essences before I share
2: what's in mine? Um, yeah. If anyone is interested in learning how to make them or more about what they are, I do have it on my free resources on my website, which will be linked in the show notes. And you know, you can check that out. I do do, I, I'm a consul. I'm a flower essence practitioner. So I do do consultations for flower essences, but then I also just incorporate it in working with people individually with gut, you know, wellness. Cause I just think it's a great tool to have in the toolkit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. I actually had one of my sisters today asking me, um, for a little advice with some anxieties that she's experiencing and I recommended some herbs but I also recommended the flower essences so I was really excited to kind of talk to you about that today because I've used them myself but um and I know like a few of them what they're good for and I can like kind of guess some of them too based on my understanding of different plants mm-hmm. but it's really um you were my introduction actually to flower essences Melanine um, yeah, we did a console. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked wonders for me. It was amazing. And now I include them in my own products as well. So it was, cool. Yay. thank you for that. Yeah, I think they're so powerful. Um, can you explain to us a little bit how they work? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah. So I kind of equate it to something that people are more familiar with, which is like homeopathy. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's really like energy in a way it is a form of energy medicine. You're using the energy of a flower. Uh, people are confused about it sometimes thinking that it's like an essential oil, which is something totally different. Um, flower essences don't have any smell whatsoever. It's just basically this beautiful way of, um, a technique that you use where you have the, these flowers sitting in, you know, spring or filtered water out in the sun, and all the energy of these flowers uh, goes into the water, and every flower has something unique that they can kind of help you with. Uh, it was coined by Edward Bach, this really smart guy. He, he passed away in like, I don't know, 1930 something, um, and he just started studying people and their behaviors and getting connected with plants and he started doing it by collecting the dew uh, and then just the dew that you know gets on the flowers and then just little by little develop this technique. And it starts by making what you call a mother bottle and then that goes to a stock bottle and then the stock can converted to a dosage bottle. So it's a little bit of a um, it's a cool process and, I usually tap on the bottle and put it to my heart and say an affirmation for the person I'm making it for. Um, and yeah, if, if you wanna go ahead and, and dabble on your own, it's the info is on the website. And occasionally I do teach classes on, on how to how to make them. And yeah, they're really special. It's, it's a great tool to have in the toolkit for working on emotion. emotion. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I think it kind of ties into something that we we talked about in our first episode with um, the way that I like to use um, my tinctures and everything is to really like work on that more energetic level than just the physical, and that's where the flower essences really come into play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse, did you want to add anything, like maybe your experience or anything with flower essences?
1: Oh my. I love flower essences. it <laughs> like, just got the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would, I just feel so called to the flowers. And I always have, like, you know, I would say in nature, the one thing that like i can always remember that i had this deep connection to and just as like pure fascination over was the flowers i just thought they were like the most magical little things that could ever be (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i feel like just super called to working with flower essences and like really deepening my knowledge and my experience with them So, I'm just looking forward to, yeah, like, deepening my connection with the flowers. But for now, I have the ones that I have. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I actually tried to make one this year with some of Lupo's uh, St. John's wort. And... I didn't realize that it was going to rain that day. Mm. And so I left it outside and then um, it rained and it just seemed all ruined. After that, it was like, Mm -hmm. didn't look very well. So I was like, okay, I'll try again when the time is right. (laughs) But (laughs) I do have, I've had for years and I've just... Yeah, really played with like the dosage and feeling – For I feel like a big part of it for me was being open to it, mm-hmm. being open to the energetics and, and feeling effects that way. So for me, I really had to kind of – just open my heart a little bit more so that I really could receive and like feel the medicine. And now that I feel like I'm in that space, I feel the flower essence is so powerfully. Like I can just put one little drop and I'm like, Whoa, (laughs) um, I am feeling it. So Mm. I think, yeah, I think it's a wonderful tool that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Just working, you know, working connection with more,
0: Mm hmm. I did. And I'd like to add and Melanie, maybe you can um, help me with this a little bit too. But I know that there are some people that are like concerned to use herbs based on um, contraindications or interactions that they might have with medications or anything. When it comes to flower essences, this is a way that you can get into using flower, um, the power or the energy in flowers without having to worry about any of those interactions mm-hmm. or anything. Cause they don't interact in any way. That's right. I think. Yeah. yeah um, sorry.
2: you know what? I was taught that flower essence are safe for everybody, but I want to say a couple caveats with that. One is that they're typically made with brandy. Um, typically, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, if you are somebody who is like, say a recovering alcoholic or something, um, you know, that wouldn't be recommended to use that, but they can also be made with uh, glycerin, um, and they can also be made with apple cider vinegar. Uh, it's, it's a very highly diluted. Uh, I do know some people who are sensitive to all three of those things, and they're like, oh, I can't. Um, but it's so highly diluted by the time you get to the dosage bottle. Uh, you can usually find something the person can have it in if they aren't comfortable with taking it internally. I had a friend who was pregnant and she's even though I <laughs> reassured her you're going to be okay. She was just so afraid to take anything internally um, that her doctor didn't say was okay. So in those cases, you can put them in a spray. You can put them in a bathtub. You can put them in, a, you know, a healing ointment or products like you guys were saying. I put them in lotions. I put them in. You know, you can you can really work with it in other ways as as well. But yeah, yeah, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah,
1: I love bringing that awareness into it too. And like one of the flower essences I've been working with for. Um, a while now is sister ivy so poison ivy so um, mm. there's just an example you know right there of kind of I guess how yeah <laughs> you can you know work with some plants that would typically not be considered even safe you know Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's been really really powerful have you guys ever worked with sister Ivy before I have not no yeah it's um you know just from my experience it's been really really like opening and I remember when I bought it it was like really talking about how sister Ivy can support us as we like release our hardest lessons and Mm it's also kind of exploring like the, the line between poison and poison. so i think that's kind mm-hmm. of really fun as well so it's been it's been interesting kind of deep deep work with sister ivy <laughs> <laughs> i like how you
2: call called sister ivy
1: sister <laughs> ivy <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah i like that i'm going to have to look into that one a little bit more cuz it sounds like something i might kind of need right now some support there as well
2: mm. mm-hmm.
1: i um, get a lot of my flower essences from One Willow Apothecary. Mm. She has a podcast called Mythic Medicine. And, yeah, her name is Amber Magnolia Hill. And, yeah, I really I started following her podcast journey. And then I was like, oh, I need to get some of her medicine. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And another, um, actually, no, I lied. Sorry. I just totally (laughs) people up. I'm like, wait, no. So Asia Suler has one willow apothecary. Oh,
0: okay. Yes. That makes Um, sense. Yeah. And there's, I'm going to just give two other, um, references for flower essences besides Melanie's consultations, if you want something really specific. So Melanie put a very specific blend of flower essences together for me. Mm -hmm. Um, that was awesome. Like, that was a really great consultation, Melanie. Like, it was like a therapy session kind of in a way, but like not, mm-hmm. but also like, then you get this thing at the end that helps you like, continue forward through it. Like, I know mm-hmm. I shared a lot with you and you were like, oh, that sounds like this. And you gave me something to work with for that. So if anybody's mm-hmm. wondering what that consultation is like, um, that's kind of what it was like for me but um Melanie do you
1: do consultations virtually as well oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh
2: yay okay yeah if somebody (laughs) also like already knows what essence they want I I could also just do a blend I work with the Bach essences I also Mm -hmm. have a bunch from Costa Rica Mm -hmm. um from my training and then ones that I've made locally um but 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 yeah and I I love I loved doing that with you. Thank you, Michaela. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so Bach is another place for flower essences. But do they still only
2: have, like, the original ones, Melanie? Um, so I get – my Bach kit came from FES, the flower <laughs> essence. Yeah, so they're in Nevada City, which I have to tell you, I need to go to this place, Nevada City. Um <laughs> I'm like dying to go to Nevada City. But at Nevada City, California. So uh that's where I got my Bach kit from. Okay, And it's the, it's the based on the original like 38.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought cuz like um at the wellness place I used to work at, they only had like like I don't think we had all 38 of the Bach ones, but yeah, it wasn't all of the essences. But then um Mugwort and Moon is where I get some of my essences from. They also make um, Mm -hmm.
2: crystal essences. So yeah, I did my I did my um flower essence training with her. Oh Oh. really? Yeah, we shared a room in Costa Rica. (laughs) Oh that's awesome! I use like I her um black tourmaline
0: essence is the one that I use in my divine relaxation, um in my rooted tinctures. Yeah, I love it. I think that one's great. But yeah, so that one is awesome. And then also um, Primrose Apothecary, which we have referenced in another episode as well. So we'll we'll link those in the show notes if anybody's looking for different flower essence resources as well.
2: Yeah, and if anyone's local here, I I know of, and I'm connected with the herbalists that are local in North Carolina. And there is one that I could also give info for who makes them as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll
0: just we'll have a lot of different flower essence options in the show notes. I think it's, it's great, because sometimes you don't find the one that you're looking for in one place, or sometimes they're sold out. And you're like, Oh, I need this. Like, where can I find this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's great to have all those different options.
1: I really um, love the idea of Melanie, you offering the consultations. I think, <laughs> I think. That's so special and probably just so supportive and helpful I would love to book a consultation with you (laughs) oh yeah
2: and I I also love with them to in addition to giving the essence to to talk about ways to handle the emotions that come up because I do think that
1: Mm.
2: you know sometimes and I'm included in this you know we don't want to let's say feel like a negative emotion and kind of ignore it or brush it under but i think giving those parts of ourselves a voice um is also a part of that healing process so i do like to also do that and i also really like
0: the affirmation you gave me it was mm-hmm. it was great i don't remember what it was cuz this was like 2 years ago <laughs> yeah. well wow, that's a long time ago but yeah but i remember it being like really powerful for me as well so oh i'm
2: that so glad
1: mm-hmm. yeah okay i okay my tea yes your tea I must, I <laughs> okay. must know what's in there
0: <laughs> but I have to be honest I don't really remember
1: um <laughs> I was having I put, lots, of, lots of life no no <laughs> but, um,
0: I, put together, I had to write sorry go
1: ahead I was just gonna say I had to write mine down too oh
0: yeah I wrote like, this down when I made it but I made it a few weeks ago and I can't remember where I wrote it down um so I know it's for like some heart medicine and mm-hmm. um, just like when you're dealing with some rough stuff, um, this week has mm-hmm. been a little crazy for me. I feel like I always say that, but I'm, I've been going through a very big transitional point for like about a year now. So mm-hmm. it's just continuing on, but um, it'll come to an end soon, I feel it. But anyway, so I have some heart kind of medicine in my cup and um, I know for sure that I have rose. Mm-hmm. Um, rose is really powerful for me and we've talked about this before, but I just want to share again, like it's really awesome to me because it's like this really beautiful flower that shares its beauty with us. Like, um, this summer in Portland when it was 115 degrees and everything else was like fried from the sun, the rose mm-hmm. was just like still shining through. Like mm-hmm. it was everywhere in my backyard and I was like, Wow, look at you go. Um, just like that strength <laughs> that it gives you um to like share your beauty with the world but also like Mm -hmm. setting those boundaries so that way you can share your beauty without um like losing parts of yourself so i really like rose when i'm going through something and i feel like i'm not really in my heart but also i'm like i don't want to say scared but i know that like i need to work with my boundaries at the same time so it's like a good balance of like share this but also protect this um so that's why i have rose um there's some hawthorn in there hawthorn mm-hmm. and flower linden um that was for some heart medicine but also to really help me relax and then the only other one i can really remember that i have in there is ginger mm-hmm. um i just always like to turn to ginger when i need some like warm cozy kind of hug energy and i'm pretty sure i have licorice root in here too because i usually add licorice root to my tea blends for the the moistening properties um yeah, I know there's a few other like relaxing kind of herbs in there, but I couldn't remember which ones. Mm. Yeah,
1: we will pay reverence to them anyway.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
2: Your teas sound so good.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I love to make heart opening blends like heart opening and grounding. That's like what I'm always looking for. I mean, in anything, mm. honestly. Relaxing, heart opening, and grounding. That's that's mm. my go-to. Yeah. And I guess it
2: makes sense with the
0: vata. So,
2: Yeah, because actually that's so funny you're saying that because I was taking a chakra class. See, vata energy constantly learning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was taking a vata. I mean, I taking a vata. I was taking a, a chakra class, and um, the chakras that were most, I think, out of balance for me was the root and the heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's like exactly yeah wow it's like the light bulb is going off in my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) well I feel like when we're not grounded and we're not living from our heart we turn into this fear-based kind of way of living and that's all in the mind so in order to Uh, get out of that mind with the vata in the mind as we were saying is to ground back down and then once you feel grounded you can also open up your heart because you feel safe to do so so it just kind of like
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We're all just having a moment of contemplation. Now. Yeah. I'm
2: just <laughs> smiling. <laughs> like revelation.
1: Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Rose. I'm like, heart, love, Rose. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. Well, I think um, we're coming on. The time that we usually are ending our podcast, so maybe we should end on that really, really good note there with that little kind of epiphany we all had. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But before we go, Melanie, was there anything else you wanted to share with us?
2: Um. Well, just you know, to stay connected, the links in the show notes will have my email. Um, the best way to stay connected with me if you're interested in any of the work I do is to get on my newsletter list. Uh, if you do go to my website and you uh, subscribe to the newsletter, you get a free leaky gut starter kit. And that can help anybody. Really, you don't even have to have leaky gut. There's some tips in there for to improve digestion for everyone. Um, and I do do 30-minute complimentary consultations for anyone needing support with reaching their health and wellness goals. Um, and again, can email me for that or connect and the social media, all of that will be in the notes. Uh, if you are interested in flower essences and you would like a consultation for that, you can also email me about that. And in the newsletter will include all upcoming courses, classes, and workshops that I'm doing. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you so
2: much, Melanie. I feel like I learned a lot today from you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I so did. i so grateful to have you here. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and for your time and your energy.
2: Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been great. Sure.
0: Until next time, everyone, thank you for listening. Be well. Kisses, love, light, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks.
2: Bye.
1: <laughs>